Let's head over to the KRDO Newsline now. We're joined by military analyst Jeff McClausland. Of course, we know Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin admitted to a critical care unit at Walter Reed on Sunday, and he is still there. Jeff, good morning. And what kind of concerns are there as far as this ongoing health battle for uh, the head of our armed forces? Well, in the short term, I would say that the concerns are not that significant. This time, Mr. Austin was very transparent at the moment he was moved to the hospital. He immediately made sure the president was notified, national security advisor was notified, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs staff was notified, as well as the requisite senior leadership in the United States Congress, as well as the Senate, to move any possibility of once again appearing to have a health issue and not, if you will, sharing that with the senior leadership. And now he's also decided in the last 24 hours or so to transfer authority for his job as Secretary of Defense to his deputy, Kathleen Hicks, who's a very, real, very well-qualified person and, of course, has been in the position since the onset of the administration and has a long history of national security affairs. So everyone should rest assured at the moment, at least, uh, that is in good hands. Longer term, of course, is the question of whether or not these health challenges are of such a significance that it might raise the issue of whether or not Mr. Austin cannot continue in that particular job. He is well over 70 years of age. He spent 30-plus years in the United States Army serving abroad in very, very difficult assignments, and of course has experienced the stress and strain of one of the most difficult jobs in the world, if not the United States, as Secretary of Defense since the beginning of the administration. Yeah, and we know uh, the Secretary had canceled a planned trip to Europe to talk with NATO allies. Uh, what, you know, could this set us back? As we know, there's a lot of tension still going on, the ongoing conflict between uh, Russia and Ukraine, as well as everything else going on when it comes to uh, foreign policy concerns? No, again, I don't think so in the short term. In the longer term, of course, that that issue certainly is one that has to be considered. <clears throat> the role of the Secretary of Defense is to be that intermediary between the U.S. government and ministers of defense for requisite allies and, frankly, opponents. And we saw Mr. Biden, Mr. Biden, Mr. Austin travel several times, not only to Europe for meetings with the contract group, <clears throat> excuse me, about the ongoing conflict in Ukraine and military assistance from the United States and Europe to Ukraine, but also traveling to the to Israel and to the Middle East. Obviously, he cannot do that based on his ongoing health issues. So for the moment, at least, uh, those things are being covered by Kathleen Hicks, but of course she has duties as the deputy as well. She's now holding both those particular positions. Whether or not you need to make a change, because longer term, uh, we need to make sure those policy issues are covered again, is, is the question. And of course, this is a very, very turbulent moment. We have the war in Gaza. We have the ongoing conflict in Ukraine. We have the rising challenge that is China. We have obviously major issues with respect to Iran. We're still trying to get the 2024, even though we're in the second quarter of that particular fiscal year, uh, defense budget passed. Soon we'll launch the 2025 defense proposal from uh, the, the administration to Congress. So the defense secretary's plate is very, very full at the moment. And unfortunately, at least in the short term, uh, Mr. Austin is suffering these health challenges. And he's not getting any helping hand from Congress, which is uh, still uh, waffling, it feels like, on aid to Ukraine and Israel. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, over the last, again, few hours, in a rather unprecedented uh, weekend Senate debate, Senate doesn't like to work on weekends, but they just did. Uh, and they overnight worked all night and finally passed by a substantial majority, about 20 senators on the Republican side of the aisle, actually, as I understand it, voted for this particular 
military aid package that provides military assistance to Ukraine, humanitarian assistance to uh, the Gaza Strip, as well as military aid to Israel and some military aid also to uh, allies in the age of civic reason, most notably uh, Taiwan. But that still uh, faces tough sledding ahead. Uh, The Speaker of the House, Mr. Johnson, has said that he will not even allow that that particular proposal to be voted on uh, by the House of Representatives because it does not include uh, issues on the border, even though we also know that the Senate recently uh, had a bipartisan proposal that had been worked on for months and months by senior Republican and Democratic senators uh, that was rejected at the last minute because uh, former President Trump came out opposed to it, uh, appears that he wants to make sure that the border remains a problem, so it's an issue that he can run on in November. And, and and that was pointed out on the uh, the floor of Congress as well. All right. I wish we had more time. Military analyst Jeff McCausland joining us this morning. Uh, always great to get your insight, sir. Thank you very much.